All right, what's up? Welcome back, audience. This is your host, Mr. Mike from the Get Your Mind Right podcast. And today I have a very special episode. It's actually my first episode with a guest on, the very first guest. Um, without further ado, we have Mr. Colin Wires. What's it's up, man? Weird. How we doing? Yes. Weird. How you doing? Oh. We always introduce ourselves as uh, Colin and Mans because of my show. But yeah, how you doing, man? I apologize for that. I'll get it next time. No, you're good, man. Don't even worry about it. All right, man. So, Colin, man, um, tell us a bit about yourself. Let's let's uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let the audience know a bit about yourself. Make them make them feel comfortable to uh, you know to listen to both of us for this episode. Yeah. So, like I like we were all saying, I'm Colin Wears. I am. 21 year olds. I am. I go to school up in Oregon, a place called Pacific University, and I run my own show called the Colin Man's Answer Show. Uh, it's basically a formatted, kind of. If you guys listen to the JRE Joe Rogan Experience, kind of formatted in the same way. Uh, usually through Zoom, sometimes in person. I bring on all different types of guests, and we just have a long uh, conversation about whatever comes to mind. Usually diving deeper into each other and stuff like that. I've had Mike on twice, so that's how I know him. Awesome, yeah. Uh, Colin here is actually a big factor on how and why I started this podcast myself. He actually helped me out with the few technical difficulties I was having at the beginning. Got me going, so here we are, episode number seven of the Get Your Mind Right podcast. Yeah, man, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you started this show, too. Uh, when, when we came on, when you came on the first time, I remember talking to you and thinking, uh you had the speaking capacity and the capabilities to have your own show. I think we talked about it for a little bit, you know, just getting you out public speaking and stuff. So I'm glad you started it and the way you're formatting your show, um, especially with like how you go on long, like almost like rants type of thing. I, I really enjoy it. Um, I'm glad you're doing it. Proud of you. Thank you, bro. Likewise, let's touch a bit on that. So you have your podcast, podcast, obviously you were, you're, um, I want to be wrong, but about episode 64, 65? Yeah, so the next one that I'm going to be posting tomorrow is 66. Yep. So initially, you started with having guests on your podcast. Is that right? So initially, actually, I started. It was, It's a weird story. So I, correct me if I'm You came on when it was the Colin and Man's Answer Show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so initially, it was... Uh, what the fuck with Colin? I don't know if you want me to cuss or not. I'm sorry. No, nah, but, but you can um, say whatever you'd like. It was the, yeah, it was the What the Fuck with Colin podcast. And I just sat down one day because my mic was messing up and I was creating music and I just rambled and I posted it through SoundCloud and I called it What the Fuck with Colin. I did three or four of those um, until I started calling up. Actually, I got signed up with this account, Podbean. That's how it really started. And I started talking on the phone with people. Uh, I started talking on the phone with people and then I moved to Zoom and we know what it is and I changed my name and everything like that. But it actually initially started because I um, I was sitting down, my mic was messing up, it was being too loud. So I just sat down and rambled for about 30, 40 minutes and that's actually how it started. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. I was checking out, I believe, episode number 64 
you did your first sto- solo episode, so it was just you, kind of just giving an insight on who who you are, what you're about, and uh, I gotta tell you, man, I really liked that episode. I really loved it. The way you just put everything into into the episode was great, man. If I don't know if do you think having lots of different guests on your episodes is it helping you in a way uh in your communication and the way you public speak in the way you um just process process information process other people talking to you and, and then maybe getting a better ability on how to respond back to people you think that's that's something you're getting from from all the guests you've had on your episodes Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, I uh, I think my ability to communicate with any type of person is been uh, has been um, extremely extremely influenced by me talking to all different types of people for countless hours. Um, I think, like you were saying, like that one that first one I did, it was like 40, 45 minutes mm-hmm. by myself, and I didn't even have the urge to stop talking. Um, it was until the end. Um, it was it was a wild experience for me. So to answer your question, I, I do think that because it's something about like talking to all different types of people for long um, periods of time that it changes the way you think and the way you communicate with people. You know, I said this uh, on the I think on the one I was by myself. People really in today's age have lost the ability to truly listen to someone. Um, maybe it's ADD kicking in, you know, it's just everybody wants to do something else, that instant dopamine. And they lack the ability of really listening to someone for a long period of time. So I think that's where I really grew my mind. It's really listening and being able to engage with someone for for over 30 minutes, you know. Yeah, I understand. That's crazy because I feel like I'm I'm the opposite, brother. I feel like I've always been a person who listens. You know, I've I've noticed it initially in school. I've I've been a great listener when it comes to uh listening to my teachers, listening to to uh people older than me, my elders, my parents. I've always been a great listener. And I feel like I've I've been I've been building that skill since an early age, but I think it's 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 come the time now to do the opposite. I that's exact that's one of the reasons why I started my podcast solo at first because I feel like I feel like what I talk about, what I present to people on my podcast is something worthy of listening to. I've spent all my life listening and following orders and and being nice and polite, which is great. But I think it's it's time for me to I don't want to say rebel, but it's time for me to speak my mind and and um, really share it with the world, share it with share it in podcast form, share it with people who listen to me, people who or maybe don't have the opportunity to have conversations with me on a daily, people who are far from me, people who um shit, people from across the world. I think it's it's something very beautiful and something very it's great opportunity to be able to speak your mind and have other people listen to you. And I think and and I'm and I'm glad I started this podcast. I'm very glad I started it because like I said I get to speak my mind and we don't get to we don't get to to really do that uh very often. They say public speaking is one of the one of the I think the uh biggest fears people have. Obviously, this is not public speaking and we're not I'm not speaking in front of a crowd or an audience, 
but it sure feels like it sometimes because you have a camera right in front of you and and you can you know visual you can vividly imagine people behind that camera people who you can you can imagine the eyes on you you can imagine you can imagine people maybe judging you or making fun of you but i mean that's that's uh i think it's 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 something of help because it helps you create a thick skin and it helps you not care what people think and keep pushing and and keep speaking your mind even though people may not agree with what you say but i think it's a beautiful thing i think technology nowadays is 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 something we can make it something of good people shit on technology nowadays but if you see the 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 good side the positive side in technology in 2021 it's the best thing that could ever happen it's we're living in the in the greatest age that could ever be lived in my opinion I agree tremendously. Um, I wouldn't have had it. Neither one of us would have a podcast right now if we, if technology didn't exist. Like you said, there are some negatives of it and, you know, anything can become too addicting or become negative. But I think the way that we used it and the way a lot of people are using it, it, uh, it, it advances society to a way where we can all engage with people that maybe live in different countries, even speak different languages. You know, there's, there's certain apps and things like that where it can translate directly when you're talking to someone. And I think those are, those are phenomenal because, you know, like we were talking about 10 minutes ago or whenever I was talking about what, um, how the podcast changed my mind, you know, talking to different types of people really changed your mind, you know, like just hearing from people's stories and everyone's fascinating. Everybody has a story to tell. And so from hearing from different people, all different types of the world, like the farthest guy I talked to, I think was from either South Africa or Northern England. And both of those guys were one of my favorite conversations because they changed my mind so tremendously because of how different their culture is than ours. That's awesome. That's awesome. How a culture, how uh, a way of living, how a region can really have an effect and how we live our lives on the way we think. It's awesome, man. Um, I've always heard it's always a great idea to travel and, and I couldn't agree more. See different places, you know, talk to different people, like you said. And podcasting is a great format. There's no need to travel, you know, to talk to different people, which is dope, man. Um, podcasting is not only what's in right now but it's it's a really a way of uh like i said earlier speaking your mind and really understanding other people from from across the world really to be honest and like i don't i don't even do it for the the listeners anymore like like i mean i never really did but i do it for the conversations that i get to have and the people i get to meet you know i wouldn't trade it for the world the the type of people you included you know type of people i get to meet and grow relationships with you know it's it um it's awesome and like that's the reason i keep going it's and the, the way i've grown so much you know like you'll you'll doing this if you keep on doing this and growing and having people on and just even just speaking by yourself you'll realize how much it influences your daily day lives and how much you change just because of how you're doing it and how how it becomes almost accustomed to the way like who you are as a person it's funny you say that man because actually last night um i actually checked out my first episode of the the first episode I recorded for my podcast i listened to the whole episode and i compared it to my most recent one i only have six episodes but it's crazy in my opinion the improvement and how I express express myself in just six episodes, I was like, "Wow!" And sp- English is my second language. My first language was Spanish, so sometimes I have problems 
with certain words with the pronunciation. Uh, I slur some words sometimes. It's it's difficult when you when you when your first language was not English. But um, that's a big reason why I started this podcast as well. It's not only it's not only I, I mentioned this in my last episode, episode number six. I'm not only offering value and um. I call it value because I think the stuff I talk about, it's it's worthy of listening to. It at least makes you question what I'm thinking, question what I'm saying, and it pushes you to do your own research. I'm I stayed in basically all my episodes, whatever I talk about in my in my uh podcast episodes are not necessarily true. They have some truth to it because I do speak from from um from research that I've done, from books I've read. Um, but it's not necessarily a hundred percent true. I do have, um, uh, I do, I do, my opinion has, there's a, my opinion has a big influence on them as well. But again, it's something for my audience, for anybody who's listening to question what I'm thinking and do their own research, because I, I believe that's something we lack of now in 2021. We, we listen to stuff on social media, on on different platforms on the internet and we we believe what we hear and i'm not saying i'm wrong or you're wrong or you're right and i'm right or i'm right but what i'm saying is you have to question everything you hear we've i believe we've lost the art of questioning what we hear the information we we uh we decide to take in like i said it's 2021 Google that shit. It's as easy as Googling stuff. It's as easy as that. It's, I mean, it's not, it's, uh, before it was, you want to know something, okay? You look up your nearest library, you go check it out, you go check out a book, you only have a certain time frame to read that book, and then you got to turn it back in. We have Google now. We have the internet. We have podcasts. We have the Condomands Answer Show. We have the Get Your Mind Right podcast. You know, we got people speaking their mind. We got people speaking out of experience, people speaking out of doing their own research but that that can't stop you from doing from doing your own research as well i agree tremendously um i like what you said it's 2021 let's google that shit you know Um, hey come on now um i do think though that well this is a part of research uh reading books has changed my the way my mind thinks too um one of the things i love about reading books and doing things like that when you get to actually get the physical copy regardless if it's on a tech um even an audiobook is your mind like imagines what you're seeing um i was reading a book today at work called uh how to argue how to win an argument every time i think that's the name of it um it's by a lawyer by jerry spence don't hold me accountable i think that's his name and Mm -hmm. He was talking about like arguments between husbands and wives and things like that and how real true arguments come from love. And, but like the way he was portraying the conversation, I could vividly see it. And to an extent, podcasts do the exact same thing because when you're listening to it in your car, like the non-video podcast in your car, when you're working out or something, you can see the conversation being played and may, you might even animate it in your head and like go along with it. And it's, it's so I think the non the non-video, the non-video um, intellectual conversations or or books, they actually enhance your creativity and they enhance your mind in certain ways that uh, video doesn't. You know what I mean? 
for that same reason, I was iffy about uploading my my podcast episodes on YouTube. I really want people to, like you said, really vividly visualize what I'm talking about. And like I said, I only have six episodes and they're not, they're maybe 20, 30 minutes. So I, I listen to them every once in a while and I really try to listen from a third point of view. I listen from if I were not Mr. Mike, if I were not Mike and try to really see if how I'm expressing myself, how I'm picturing the picture to people if people can actually visualize that in their mind. And I feel like when I get to the point where I'm doing my podcast and people can vividly visualize what I'm talking about and create their own story within their mind, then I'm doing a great job. Yeah, man, that's isn't that the key? A podcast is to get people engaging almost with your podcast. Like one of the the way I know I'm listening to a good podcast, I really only listen to um the joe rogan experience when i'm really like on, on long rides but i don't um but it's when i start to talk with them you know that's and so i try to take that into my own podcasting because it's like if you can get the audience to almost engage with what you're doing then you got them hooked because they won't leave when they're engaging with a, with listening you know yeah it makes total sense changing the topic now a bit man so i know you're an athlete as well I am, yeah. I play college football. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. You are a punter? I am a punter, yeah. Okay, so for people like me who really don't know about sports, I mean, I'm, pro- I'm a professional boxer, but that's all I know. I know All I know is fighting. Uh, I don't really follow any, any other sports, soccer, football, baseball, basketball. I really don't. So for the people listening that do not know about sports, what exactly is a punter? So punter in football, um, there's really three major kicking positions in football. Usually two of them go together with, there's really two major ones, but there's, we can call it three. So there's a punter and there's a kicker. Um, and then the third one usually goes with the punting or kicking is a kickoff guy is a kickoff specialist kickoff. So the punter is basically the guy who on fourth down, if you are, if you're not going to go for it, if you're not in field goal range, um, which is getting points to the uprights, you're going to stand back and you're going to catch the ball from your long snapper and you're going to kick it up into the air and to the other team, basically. That's basically all a punter is. We, we come out on fourth downs um, and we hit the ball to the other team, try to switch field positions. And basically the whole, the whole goal of punting is to switch the field position, put the other team in a worse spot than you were, guys were in, and to not let them get a big return or keep them as far away from your end zone, basically, as possible. Got it. Now, not to not appreciate your position, but would you say that position is like how much time are you in the field? Is a game or like practicing? A game. Dude, man, sometimes you don't even play at all. I mean, that's very rare. But usually, like on average, you get five to seven kicks a game, probably. So. I would say you're on the field maybe 20 minutes out of the whole game. Now the training, how is the training any different from let's say the other positions in the team? 
For sure. Um, I mean, strength training is always the same. Uh, you're going to get, you're going to try to get strong, but you know, it's leg speed and leg flexibility is something that you really got to emphasize when you're training to be a kicker. Um, I actually personally have gone through, I know we both talked about this injuries. I tore my labrum and my hip. I'm still going over under um, rehab for that, you know? Um, so it's really staying loose. And also it's, you're not going to go out there with eight other guys and you need someone to throw the ball back to you. You just go out there really by yourself and you just kick and then you go get the balls. It's, it's a lonely position. It's almost, it's a lot like golf. Kicking is a lot like golf. Um, it's really, you know, I always say this, anyone can kick really, but not everybody has the mindset for it because it's a really a mental game because it's really easy to get in your own head and fall into a slump. Um, uh, baseball battings like this and, um, and golfing's like this, you know, it's, it's in between your ears. Can you be stable under that, like that pressure? Right, right. Cause most of the situations you can like your position can either correct me if I'm wrong. It can make the game or break the game, right? For sure, man. Um, if you're in, like, let's say I had two kicks like this at the end of um, our last or our spring semester, I was in the back of the end zone. Like I, I got the ball out and I got it back to half field and everything. But like, imagine I, imagine I where it's the close game and I shank that right out of bounds and now they're right on the goal line. You know, they score that, they win the game, you know? So field position really, really, really changes. Special team, like people don't understand, like, yeah, office, you need offense and defense, but special teams is a third of the game and special teams is where teams win or lose. Great teams have great special teams always. Got it. How does, how does uh, being an athlete, college athlete, Add any value to your daily living, if any. What does that value? Um, you know, one thing is I'm a big proponent of family and close bonds, and it really just it creates a bond with you and your teammates, and, and it makes you like a family, an entire family around you. But you know, cultural adds value because it makes you so tough. It's one of the hard. It's probably the hardest thing I've ever done, mentally wise. Uh, it's a struggle. You know, it's a it's a grind. You know, it, it doesn't get easier. Like it's always consistently a grind and it makes you tough. It makes you mentally tough. It makes you value the, the, the sweet things in life. It values you value the grind. You know, I think a lot of people today are skin. So, so they undervalue uncomfortableness and discomfort. You know, they're so comfortable. They just want to be comfortable. We all just want to be comfortable in that discomfort area that's where the best you comes out and that's where the best you grows and i think football really shows that especially college football mm -hmm. yeah man I'm, i mean no doubt i believe it i believe it. i've never played football myself but um it's a tough sport man you got 250 pound guys coming at you you know you got rigorous rigorous training um you gotta be dedicated as well, man. I I know exactly what you're talking about, man. I'm, you know, I'm an athlete myself, man. I, I understand the grind, and like you said, I feel like people run away from the grind nowadays. But then again, like you said, uncomfortable. Do you think that's a? It's in our DNA. It's a human trait. Like, scaring away from feeling uncomfortable or scaring away from not feeling secure or safe or well? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, because think about it, you get away from the tribe, you get social ostracized from the tribe back in the times. Um, you don't have enough food, um, you're in extreme pressure situations, you're gonna die. You know, nowadays these extreme pressure situations, these uncomfortable discomfort situations aren't killing us, not all the time at least. You know, I mean, we can still get placed in those situations, but we're talking about college football, we're talking about people wanting to go quit their job, things like that. You know, we're not gonna die because of these things, but they're very uncomfortable going to the gym for sure, for a lot of people, you know, these aren't going to kill you, but it, it puts that angst on you, like those extreme pressure situations when there were predators, things like that back in the tribe days. So I, I think it is definitely woven into our DNA to want to be comfortable, want to have fire, want to have cooked foods. But, you know, against that, you know, even look what happened back in those times, you know, when they would get uncomfortable, if they survived, they were stronger because of it. And we can say the same things, like, like all, like the song, what doesn't kill you, make you stronger. You can talk about Kelly Clarkson, you know, it really mm -hmm. is true. You know, if you go through something that's super hard, you know, I was just listening to a podcast yesterday with Michael Pollan and Joe Rogan. He was saying there's tribes in Africa and, and in the past who would do poison, they would poison themselves to, and it wouldn't kill them, but it would put them, take them to the point where ex extreme stress to where they came out and they were like, oh, you're a man now you've gone through it, you know? So I think there is something to be said about extreme, extreme discomfort and becoming, we'll talk about us, more masculine, more manly. Definitely, man, I agree. There's this book I read, man. It's called The Human Zoo. Oh, the author, I, uh, he's a real common author. I just don't have the name right now, but it's called The Human Zoo. And it describes exactly what you just mentioned. It describes um, the whole tribal living we had before. Uh, it describes uh, feeling out of place. At times, you know, the, like you said, if, if you weren't part of a tribe, you'd die. You'd get eaten by fucking saber-toothed tiger, you know. it's It was uh, it was different type of problems people faced, you know, thousands of years before. Now, the problems have changed. I feel like the problems have, uh, they have nothing to do with our survival anymore. And really that, that this is from the book. It has a psychological effect on us because we're too focused on sol solving problems that have nothing to do with surviving. We're focused on the next fashion trend. We're focused on what's the next cool thing, the next best thing. We're focused on, you know, the the next um mm, Whatever is cool. And that really is something we should not be. It shouldn't be a worry to us because it's not it's not a concern to our survival. How you look, you know, what you wear, the makeup you put on for the ladies out there. Men out there nowadays, too. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's a different topic there. Um, but uh, yeah, man, we're focused on problems that are not that are not. Um, they're not a worry to our survival, and I feel like that's where uh, a lot of our stress, a lot of our anxiety, anxiety, anxiety disorders comes from. From our uh, a lot of our a lot of mental pressure comes from that. Uh, depression comes from that because we're living uh, a we could say a fake society, a society not meant to. Uh, uh, it's not um, looking for our best interest when it comes to survival, and so. I feel like it's very important to know 
um you know to know that to know where where uh where we come from and what we fought for before and really the what's important the important is to survive and we can add some happiness to that as well we can add some fulfillment uh we can ask ourselves well you know people back in the day you know our our primal beings well did they focus on happiness did they focus on fulfillment that's a good question what do you think it, do you think what is was there time to feel happy back you know and and you know thousands thousands of years before was there time to feel fulfilled was there time for love was there time for 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 comfort you know i think at some point there had to be because we're doing it now and we're not that different from when the modern human became but i think you're right when you say that or when i think in the way you're leaning when it's saying they didn't really have time to think about those things um you know when you're in you know i think for a long time when we were still caves in the caves um love was an aspect of bondage with another of the other sex um and now it's turned into a bond a social bond almost with someone else um regardless of uh pre um of the next life you know i think love became a thing in the caves and when we were back then in tribes for the next generation um and i think now it's more of a societal thing you can't say if it's good or bad but you know happiness is strange because we do feel happy and we do feel sad and they're so important to us but it you're if let's say you're living in a third world country right now it's really hard for you to understand happiness we call it first world problems you know oh why i'm not happy well why aren't you happy you have your bills paid you have great food on the floor you're you you can go to the gym whenever you want you have a loving family why aren't you happy we we have time to sit here and say we're not happy but when you look around it's because you're not being grateful it's because you don't understand what you don't have you know so i think it's like you said it's a it's a it's almost like this first world 21st century problem that the past ancestors didn't really have time to sit down and think about. Man, I recently started, um, I wouldn't say recently, but it hit me a, f- a couple of weeks ago. Um, this grateful thing, right? We hear people talk about it on social media. We hear uh, big influencers, uh, big public public figures talk about feeling grateful and um you know, um, yeah, just that being grateful for what you have and because a lot of people don't have what you might have here in America. I feel like regardless of what people say, if you're living in America, we're just so, we're just so fucking blessed. Like, like it's, it's hard to grasp and understand that if you're living in America, if you're born in America, if you were raised here, if you've um, you've been given, you know, everything. I don't, I don't want to say everything you've asked for, but if you you've if you've just been living here and born here, you, it's it's hard to grasp because you don't get to see how other people are living in th- third world countries. You hear about it, you hear people talk about it, you might see a post on Instagram, you know, with uh, with the sad background or whatnot, but you can't really feel what they're feeling. And I think I think sometimes you really have to feel what other people are going through. You have to to understand, better understand people, you have to feel. You might you might have even have to uh, had have gone through a similar 
uh, type of adversity or similar type of, of issue that they've gone through to better understand what they're feeling. And there, there's actually a way to, to, uh, to really under, better understand people. And this comes, I talked about this, I believe, on episode number four on my podcast, four or five. I talked about frequencies. I talked about the law of vibration. So to put it into short terms, everything and everybody is in a, is given off a certain vibration. It's given off a certain frequency. And when you want to better understand something or someone, if you're able to get on the right frequency, think of it as a, like a radio station, right? Uh, uh, just the radio in general. You're switching channels. And every channel has a different frequency. It's a different vibration. And when someone is living through a certain vibration, when they are in a certain frequency, and you want to better understand that person, you have to switch your channel. You have to switch your vibration into their frequency. And that is going to give you a better understanding on how they're feeling, on what they're going through. And you can truly understand what they're going through because sometimes we say i know how you feel it'll be okay i'm sorry i know how you feel but do we really know how they feel most of the time we don't but the best we could do like i said is try to get in their frequency it's hard because you have not lived through through it yourself but if you get in that frequency you can get a tiny you can give it a tiny bit closer onto what they're feeling on what to on to what their life is and i've i've genuinely started doing that the last couple of weeks i've started trying to get in people's frequencies on what they're going through on their struggles on their adversity and people i know people around me people just across the world i try to get on the frequency of other people of what they're going through on on you know fucking communist countries on 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 people who are really fucking living living you know, in the gutter. And that right there has brought me to a different, has has brought me to feel more grateful for what I have now. And it's given me a different perspective on how I should feel my life, how I should live my life. Like I said, living here in America, like if I don't make something out of my life, if I don't do something of good, of positive influence, it's it's a life wasted. Like, no lie, like if I don't do something out of my life, if I don't take if I don't take all the opportunity I have here in America, being a U.S. citizen here and having all the opportunity in the world to make something out of my life, then like it's I'm throwing my life away. For, I mean, people people don't even have that slight chance and I'm going to throw my life away for stupid shit, stupid reasons. And it's just not right. It's it's for me it's it's a disgrace it's a disgrace if you really get into that perspective it's a disgrace if you don't make something out of your life and i'm not saying become a millionaire become rich in a house a house on the hills i'm saying you know make something of good make something of 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 value something you can pass down to your family down you know down generations i'm saying people helping your neighbors helping helping the people around you you know just just sparking interest sparking hope sparking faith into other people that's what i'm saying it's beautiful man yeah and i like what you're saying because you know 
it's not about like I like how you threw that in. It's not about the millions of dollars or the house you get. It's about um, you know influencing people, you know, in a in a, in a positive light and, and growing and what we have here and making it better for everyone everywhere else. Cause like you're saying, people really don't understand how other people live. Um, I love, I love when people start just ramping on capitalism. Like I don't like, obviously there are some flaws in our system, but I love when people do it. It's like, bro, go live in Venezuela, you know, go, go not get a piece of bread for seven weeks, you know? you know go live in soviet russia when there was a soviet go live in russia right now and, and or go live in north korea when you can't say anything against the leaders you guys tr people trashed the president of the united states for four years they can't even say anything remotely even slightly bad about kim jong-un in north korea so by people to say that this system is so trash and it's just killing people it's like it's just not true take advantage of what you have and be grateful that you live in a free society and you can make something out of your life and you can think how you want to think and you can love who you want to love man people do not are people really are not grateful or empathetic for other people no doubt and we have to start spreading that empathy we have to start spreading that that love you know, that that energy, man, like I see people nowadays sometimes walking down the street like like there's no hope, like their life is shit, like their life is is not worth it. Like, come on, man, we're in the land of opportunity. We're in America, man, like cheer up. If that doesn't if that doesn't pump you up, if if knowing that you're living in the best country in the world, regard like you said, yeah, we have flaws, but living in the best country in the world. If that doesn't pump you up to go out there and, you know, seize the day and making something out of your life and, and making something better for your family and the generations to come, then I don't know what will, man. I, I really don't know what will. So I think that, you know, one of the things we have to do, especially as American citizens, is understand that first and foremost, we're all like I, people say white privilege. I think we were American privilege, you know, we're privileged to be Americans, you know, we're privileged to live in a society where, or in a, in a country where you can not, the, the bottom is, you know, the 1% of the world income wise is the poverty line in America. The poverty line in America, not that anyone should be living there, but it's, a, it's 1%, like the top of the top in, in the world. And when you think about that, it really puts things into perspective for you, how little those children working in sweatshops in China make how people and there's billions of people in India alone who are just living on top of each other in dirt, you know, and don't even get me started on Africa. Like we have it blessed here, even in the worst times. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Now switching the topic a little bit, man. Let's talk about you and your podcast, brother. So is there is there like a mental processing you have before you start your podcast or do you just kind of like, you know, get your stuff ready, turn on the, turn on uh, the video, get your mic ready and boom, just go for it. You, you, uh, you free flow. How, how is that? Is there a mental processing to the con demands answer, answer show? No, man, I, uh, I get I was talking to a couple of people about this. Um, I just set up my stuff and go. I don't do any research, really. I, um, I find interesting people. I ask them if they want to come on. We set up a date, and I sit down and go. I, I find 
if I, if I structured my, my stuff, this, I'm not going to say this about everybody, but I, I found that if I structured my stuff, it wouldn't be as authentic as it's become. You know, I like my show has become this, this area where I sit down with random, really interesting people. And we just have a long hour, hour and a half to our conversation about whatever. Um, and that's, it works for me. That's like my little area. Like that's what we do. And I find that if I do research, if I find questions I want to ask, then it's not really me being authentic. It's me more being like, regardless of me, it's me being curious. It's me being structured. And I, I think part of the con of man's answer show is the unstructuredness of it because it's, it's authentic. You know, and I think I, for me personally, I think it makes my life and my show better for what I want to accomplish with it. That's awesome, man. I feel like everybody has their own way of doing things. Um, everybody's a different. Everybody has an end goal when it comes to their projects. And your, in this case, your podcast show. I honestly, I don't, I don't have, I don't have like a plan or like a script. But I've always, I've always been someone of, of structure. So, for example, I'll use this uh, this episode as an example. Uh, I have a structure of what I want to touch on in this podcast. You know, the stuff I kind of want to ask you. Uh, but I don't have anything word by word. And uh, I told you this before we started recording. If 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 our conversation were to go elsewhere and kind of go off on what I had structure, that's totally fine because, like you said, I feel like... Um, my episodes, my podcast, I want it, I want it to have some type of structure, but I also want, I want it to be organic. I want it to flow, um, uh, accordingly as, as how the, uh, the vibe as how the energy is, uh, is within the podcast. So I do have a structure to my podcast because sometimes, especially as a, as a solo podcast, you know, I'll have guests here and there, but for the most part, it'll be just me. Uh, and the mic, my audience, you know, behind the camera, I do have topics I want to talk, specific topics I want to talk about. Um, and most of the, most of the stuff I do talk about is something I already know. Like, I, like I said, it's, I can't like pull out like a, you know, proven articles and research to what I'm saying, but it's something I've read within books, something I've, I've came across in articles, something that have some, some sense to it, some science to it. Um, so I do structure it a certain way, but nothing crazy. It's just like, it's not even like, it's not even like a full word document. It's like a quarter of a word document. Okay. We're going to touch this, 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 and that. Um, but I think that's, it could just comes down to who I am. I've always been that type of person not just in in my podcast uh really in everything including my boxing i've always i wouldn't say i've always have a plan but i have some type of structure on, on what i want to do uh for example if i'm going to if i know i'm going to enter a sparring match with a certain fighter and i know the fighter fights uh has a certain fighting style then i kind of i kind of approach that fighter to his past to his uh to his past experience to how he fights and I kind of have a structure on how I'm going to get to him. I don't have a plan because I'm aware that, that you know, life itself is just unpredictable. You can have the best plan in the world, but shit happens. 
Shit is gonna happen, and you have to know how to adapt. Uh, you have to know how to adapt. And I talked about wow, I'm bringing up a lot of topics I had in my uh, last episode. As I talked about this on my last episode. I talked about Plan B. I'm not a big believer in Plan B. When I have a plan, in this case Plan A, I go all in. When you go all in, there's no time for Plan B. When you spend time creating a plan B or a backup plan, you're taking away energy from your from your initial plan, from plan A. And it's going to make it less likely less likely for it to be uh less likely for it to be uh unsuccessful because you're focusing energy when you can easily put that energy back into plan A. So, I'm aware though that life happens. I can have a plan A, but you know, if something happens, shit goes down, then my skills that I've learned throughout my plan A, the skills that I've learned just through life itself, um, I'm going to adapt to it. I'm going to use those skills to make plan A work, you know, in the future. Yeah, man, plan A. It's funny, though, because I think, you know, plan A sometimes turn in, turns into not plan B, but it turns into plan A, A plus, right? Like it's a plan that you didn't even see come in and smacks you in the face and you're like oh i want to do this like for instance my podcast had no idea sat down randomly did it and now it's growing you know and it's and it maybe it's not specifically my plan a right now but it's definitely it's one of my really high goals you know and and it slapped me in the face and you know my goals my plan a was always law school you know law school law school law school and it still kind of is but you know by life hitting me certain ways i'm finding that you know, maybe law school wasn't plan A, you know, maybe I don't know what my plan A is yet. You know, maybe I haven't found it and I just have to let life take its course. I got to interrupt you, bro. I'm sorry, but you're young, dude. Like I'm young myself, but you're three years younger than me. Of course you don't have your plan A. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like I, I've, I'm not too much older than you, but the shit I've gone through really has created my plan a i know what my plan a is already there's no doubt and that's become world champion of the world world champion in boxing that's my plan a but at your age i can't I, it would be hard for me to say okay i'm gonna be champion of the world you, you could have you ever like you want to do something but like in the back of your mind you tell yourself that you can do it but it's not strong enough yet within where you can be really vocal about it and just kind of say it. Like, you know what? I'm going to do this, this, and that. Like, you know you kind of want it. It's kind of like in the back of your mind. But it's not just like, well, you know what? I'm going to do this, this, and that. For sure. Every day, bro. I get ideas every day that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And... And they sit there for a while and then um, sometimes they go away, you know, sometimes they sit there and they linger and hopefully I want to act on a lot of the things, you know, unfortunately, um, a lot of those things I think that we hear in the back of our heads, we feel as though we're not competent enough or we're not financially secure enough to do those things. And I think it's sad because I think a lot of the, the most the, all, things have not been innovated and things have not been created and things have not been done because people have that little thing in the back of their head telling them, and some people would call it society's pressure. Some people would call it their own insecurities. But there is something in the back of our heads 
holding holding creativity and innovation back for sure. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. My thing is just stick to it, man. Like, I think Steve Harvey said that uh, said this in um, kind of. I think I seen like an IG reel. He said, if something along uh, along the lines of if the future was secure, then there'd be no there'd be no reason for hope or for faith. If you knew what was gonna happen, then there'd be no reason for hope or faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's that's very true for me. But sometimes um, it takes, you know, some losses, but a couple wins as well uh, as well to give you that confidence to be able to say, you know what? That's my plan A. I can really do it. Because you got to have some wins. It's hard to have faith. It's hard to have hope when... You haven't really tasted just a bit of winning. Winning, tasting a win is going to push you forward. It's hard to really believe something when you haven't experienced it. And I feel like that's where I'm at in life. I've I've tasted a few losses, but I've also tasted what a win feels like. And I think that that has given me the confidence to say, you know what? I could do that. You know what? I have the skills. I have the dedication. I have everything it takes to accomplish that. Accomplish that. Why? Because I've gotten a tiny taste of it. And that's really a big confidence booster. You have to get a tiny taste of the win to gain that confidence. But some people quit before they get that tiny taste of the win. They get a taste of defeat and they get discouraged. And they feel like that's not possible. But after you're able to overcome that defeat and you keep pushing and eventually get a taste of that win, then you're going to be like, boom, shit, I could do it. Yeah, man. Here's the thing. I, all of us, bro, we, we hate the feeling. This is a big Shannon Sharp thing. We hate the feeling of losing more than we do winning. You know, um, for people to continue, for people to quit, it takes one loss. For people to continue, it takes multiple wins. You, you, you would say, right? People hate the feeling. We all do. We're driven by this, this fear of failure, which it's like every hyper successful person will tell you that failure is the key to success. You're not going to be great if you don't fail. Um, yeah, it's podcasting. I'm, it, this is something I do for my hobby. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what I want to do with my life. I don't know if anybody is, but I know that whenever I do, Whenever I do find the, the thing that's going to drive my life forward, I'm going to give it all I got, work as hard, work, work as fucking hard as I can, and I'm going to take the losses for what they are is learning, you know? Absolutely, bro. And I feel like the act of not comparing yourself to others is where the real win is. Because you could be uh, anybody, for example, somebody I know, um, a cousin of mine, like, okay, damn, look at Mike. You know, he, he knows he knows what he wants to do with his life now. He's only 24. And I'm older than him. I'm 28. Why don't I know, you know, wh- what my plan A, let's say, is or what I want to do with my life is? 
damn, I'm, I'm behind. Is there something wrong I'm doing? But I've I've came to the conclusion that everybody, everybody's going at a different pace. Everybody is not running the same race. And we have to understand understand that there's guys younger than us who have, have, have already figured the life out. Or so they think. And, and, you know, they're making it, you know, they're living their life. But, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, we have to stop comparing ourselves. We got to start comparing our race to other people's race. Because it's going to be, it, it's different for everybody. And I feel like that, but right there is the dream killer as well. Just stop the comparison. Stop the motherfucking comparison. Run your race and keep pushing. If something doesn't work out, then oh well. You move on to the next. You adapt. Unfortunately, I believe 1,000%. That's why a lot of people who I thought were my friends or people that I knew in high school and before don't support me doing whatever all the things I'm doing. You know, I create music. I, I make my podcast. I do all these things. And, you know, majority of my listeners and the majority of, of my followers nowadays are, are people that I don't even know, you know? And the majority of my likes, it's like it becomes this almost like, like we're different, bro. And I'm not even hyper successful. I'm like, if you put me in a category with Joe Rogan, I'd be squished like an ant by a giant, you know, but I'm doing my own thing and I'm grinding. And a lot of the people that I grew up with, I think they find that because, you know, we, we, we all have, you can even feel yourself doing it. Sometimes you see someone who's younger than you or someone you knew you doing something a lot of the times people can get that enviness, you know, I, because I like to be creative and stuff I see, and I think it's awesome, but I can see where people would get envious or resentful if they don't have that thing that they're very passionate about. And so unfortunately, I think this might be the same for you. So a lot of people we know, they're the most, the most haters we're going to have are people that we know because they resent themselves not being passionate about something. It's because they knew the old you and they're afraid of the new you. That's what it is, brother. But like I said, there's there's more to life than the people around you. There's more to life than where you grow up, than who you've met in high school. You know, there's a whole fucking world waiting for you there. And we have to be we have to understand that, you know, just keep pushing. And you'll you'll meet the right people that are going to push you and support you and whatever you're doing. I agree. Our brother, just to wrap up now, I think that was a, a decent episode. I hope the audience here, um, people who stick, you know, stick through all all the way to the end. I hope they enjoy the podcast. Just on a final note, man. Um, any advice for anybody trying to build a skill or make or make a habit, make a habit of living a more positive life? Yeah, man. I have I have some tips for that. Um, you know, we just touched on it. Don't compare yourself to who anybody else is. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. It's a big argument, but it's very true. Um, you know, resentment and hatred comes from within. It doesn't come from without. Um, you see someone that's younger than you. You see someone on social media doing better than you. Um, don't feel envious. Be proud of that someone someone is doing something awesome. You know, I, I think to be happy, you have to find it from within. And to really do that, you have to understand your own failures and you have to understand that other people's success. You have to really understand that we're all human and we're all really one. And that, you know, once you do that, you'll find your own route to success. I truly believe that. 
Awesome, bro. Compassion. Couldn't have said it better, bro. Well, that was it, man. Episode number seven with my first official guest. Couldn't be any better. Thank you, brother, for joining us. Uh, audience, I hope you guys liked it. Where can we find you on social media? So you guys can find me on all social medias at Colin Demands. Uh, that's Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N, Demands. Uh, you can find me on all streaming platforms at Colin Demands Answers. And if you guys want to check out my music, it's Colin Weirs. Um, yeah, like I said, I run my own podcast. Mike's been on it twice. Go check out our podcasts together on my channel. Um, thank you for having me on, man. This was a lot of fun. I liked to sit in this chair for once to be the to be the interviewee, to be the to be the guest. It was it was a lot of fun, man. Very proud of what you're doing. Thank you, bro. Likewise, that was it, guys. Again, Colin Weirs. Colin Weirs got it. All right, Colin Weirs. That was it. Thank you guys for joining. Catch you guys in the next episode. Peace, brother.